Freestyle Travel. Hey everybody, this is the Freestyle Travel Show. I am your host, Kenny Flannery, as usual. And this is going to be a particularly quintessential hobo lifestyle type of episode. I've, since the last episode, about a month ago, I'm going to say, I've covered a lot of ground, done a lot of hitchhiking, a lot of stealth camping, I've uh, couch surfed, stayed with friends, gotten taken in by people who didn't really trust me, it seemed like, but did it anyways, even though one girl seemed pretty fearful. I met at a bar, basically. I uh, got picked up by a murderer. <laughs> he told me that whole story. Yeah, went to a lot of breweries, brewed some beer, uh, covered a lot of ground, met a pet rat. All kinds of stuff. This is jam-packed. Covered a lot of miles, but I'm actually back to where I was the last episode. Mississippi did a full circle. Haven't been able to record an episode until now. It's just been busy, 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 go, go, go. Not many opportunities to uh, just have a quiet space to record. But uh makes for a full episode, this one. So, I'll jump right in. Um, yeah, no, no sponsors on this episode again, but... You know, check out HoboLifestyle.com, and there's a gear page there. You can check stuff out. Got, it like, a whole Amazon affiliate thing going, so I can make some bucks that way. Uh, if you get something through, if you click an Amazon link on my site and then buy something through Amazon, I get a little piece of that. That's about as close to a sponsor as I got. So that's that. Uh, let me just jump right in, because there's a lot of miles to cover. Let's do this. All right, so let's uh, bring it back to when I was here in Mississippi, uh, Biloxi particularly, and I'd been working on the bivy pack, making some bivy packs. Again, those are for sale, and there's plenty made, packaged up, ready to go. Uh, if you go to freestyletravelgear.com, I will get one shipped out to you, a nice fresh bivy pack. Uh, yeah, so that's what I was doing here in Mississippi, and my dad and company were all going down to see my brother and company in North Carolina so I figured I'd go, go to the coast and say hello to all of them check that out so that was my first uh, goal so stepped out of here to hitchhike there uh, was getting some kind of some short rides throughout the day moving a little bit bit by bit and then it got dark on me in Georgia or, yeah, was I in Georgia? That I, was, I think I was just about in Georgia. And, no, maybe I was still in Alabama. But uh, either way, south of Atlanta. And, yeah, it got dark on me, and I was basically going to... I was walking on the highway still, but I was going to try to find a place to camp any minute. And then these two guys picked me up, and they were going to Atlanta. And then, as it turned out, they were actually going all the way to North Carolina eventually. They were going to spend the night in Atlanta. And uh, one of the dudes had done, like, a ton of hitchhiking, so we were talking more and more, and uh, they poured me a Bloody Mary, and we're drinking, and they're like, yeah, screw it, we don't need to, we don't need to stop in Atlanta. They're just going to stay at one of their friend's houses, but she's going to be asleep and stuff anyway, so they weren't going to hang out, so they drove me right on through to Augusta, where I had a friend I wanted to catch up with anyway, so I decided to jump out there, and even though it was late, he was up, ready to have a little bit of beer hang out, spent a day with him, just kicking it, playing a little disc golf, having a good time, catching up, and got going from there, so I was glad to, you know, see a friend on the way, it was really fun, actually, 
and made it to North Carolina the next day. But I thought I'd probably make it all the way to my brother's on the coast there, but didn't quite work out like that. So I ended up getting uh, just short again. Once again, it was dark. I was on the highway, and I was like, ah, probably going to have to camp. I didn't quite make it to Wilmington. And then this guy picked me up and dropped me off downtown Wilmington, but that's still short of where my brother is. So I figured I'd still have to find a place to camp, but it was pretty hot and whatnot. And as I walked out of downtown Wilmington, I decided, uh, yeah, maybe just pop into like a little, a cheap bar, you know, kind of hang out and see what happens. Um, and I even thought in my head, like that it would be an option or a possibility that I might end up finding a place to stay via the bar. That's happened many times before situations like that. Someone will see my backpack and next thing I know I'm getting an offer to sleep on someone's couch. So I was consciously sort of thinking that might be a possibility, but if nothing else, I was like, I can go spend two bucks, five bucks, whatever, get some cheap beer and, uh, yeah, at least cool down for a second. Look at my phone, try to, look at satellite view, see if there are any wooded areas that I could walk to and camp to. So I walk in. Right away, the bar is pretty rowdy. There's this uh, blonde girl with fake tits screaming and crying on the bar. I think someone just broke up with her. And uh, people are laughing at her. Other people are kind of consoling her. <laughs> I'm just laughing at it and uh, striking up conversations left and right. And this girl starts flirting with me pretty hard. Not that one, uh, a different one. And then we're talking to some guy, and he's telling us this story about how he married his half-sister. And how he was pretty proud of it. <laughs> I guess she knew that they were uh, half-siblings. He didn't, and they got married, and then she told him, and he was like, whatever. At least she's hot. <laughs> That's what he kept saying. Showing us a picture of her, like, doesn't really matter to me. Like, alright. In the south, I guess. I guess North Carolina's still the south. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was a little interesting, and some sort of bonding with this girl has been forwarding with me over being the re recipients of this story. <laughs> and, uh, and then she's there with a, a friend of hers, and I'm talking to that guy a little bit, and, uh... Then she's talking about going to the bar next door, and I'm like, yeah, and she's like, where? Somehow it finally gets brought up. I'd already talked to him earlier about, like, yeah, I'm just here, and I'm camping, going to see my brother. Um, and then I let that story out to her, and then she's kind of like, oh, like you're, like, uh, like maybe a dangerous person or something. <laughs> I don't know. She got all kind of weird about it, but... um. In the same breath, she, like, offered to let me crash at her place. But now it was, like, a very different dynamic. Like, one second, uh, you know, she's flirting with me and, you know, anything can happen in that direction. Then the next thing, it's like, like, she's almost just doing a charitable thing by uh, letting me stay at her place. But she's, I don't know, super nervous about it. And But her buddy was, like, the total opposite and almost calling her out uh, not to be. But I don't know, it ended up, ended up being a, a good night. Like, we went and... Went to the gas station, got a six-pack of beer, all hung out at her place for a while. Drank said beers, swapped a bunch of stories, and she was still going back and forth between being, like, super cool and then just, like, a little bit weird. Like, there's, like, three stages of where I might be able to sleep, like, the backyard or, like, this sort of 
enclosed outdoor area or actually inside in the couch, depending on how much she was going to trust me when uh, everything's settled. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I don't really care. Like, I'll, I'll sleep in the backyard. That's fine. But I um, ended up getting to sleep on the couch. So that was cool. Uh, slept there. The other dude slept on the other couch, and she stayed in her room with the door locked. Uh, yeah, she told me how she watches all these, like, crime shows and CSIs or whatever the hell, and just a little freaked out. I'm like, all right, whatever. Just a dude with a backpack traveling through. So, left in the morning and hitched just uh, one or two short little rides to get to where my brother was at. Didn't take long at all. And then I spent the next uh, several days hanging out with them on the coast. Um, my dad's big into collecting shark's teeth when he goes down there, so I did that. That was kind of cool, actually, just walking up and down the beach, just looking through all the, the shells and rocks and seeing if any shark teeth pop out. It's pretty amazing how many he's collected. Like, easily dozens. Maybe a maybe hundred? I don't know how many he's got, but dozens. Uh, these shark teeth of various sizes. Pretty cool. You can just find those on the beach there. Uh, yeah, close to Jacksonville, Wilmington, in that general area. So, yeah, I was doing that. And then... At this point, I'm just sort of winging it. I knew I did want to come back here to Mississippi at some point once my friends were finally back, because when I was here the last time, they were not here. So, uh, But I wasn't in a, a hurry, and I wanted to see some other things, so Asheville became the next thing I kind of want to check out. And on the way, uh, I had a friend I haven't seen in a long, long time, like since high school, I guess, who was living in Raleigh, so I wanted to catch up with her on the way. So that was... Uh, the first stop, so I uh, did that, hitchhiked to Raleigh, which was kind of nice, because my, uh, my dad dropped me off, dad, little brother, whatnot, and I know he's always a little bit nervous still, just dropped me off on the side of the road, but it was pretty cool. Um, as he did that, gave him a hug and whatnot, and I walked across the street, stuck my thumb out, and before they were even out of sight, a pickup truck stopped and gave me a ride. This guy was driving the full two hours to Raleigh, like down a bunch of weird side country roads and to Raleigh. It was kind of amazing to get a direct ride from that exact spot. So that was cool. They, they watched me jump into a truck and then I texted him like, hey, I got a ride directly to Raleigh. So that worked out pretty perfect. And uh, that guy dropped me off this bar that had 350 taps. They claimed to have the most uh, taps beer of anywhere in the world. And, uh, it's the most I've ever seen by a good margin. So it's a good way to start that off. And went to another another brewery or so, caught up with my friend, spent a few days there. That was really cool. Her and her boyfriend were uh, really fun to hang out with and just pretty mellow, uh, bopping around a little bit. They were working during the day, so I was getting some stuff done during the day too, taking some walks and whatnot. And... Being that I was in North Carolina and going to head to Asheville, I was close to this company that I got all my fabrics from for the bivy pack. So on the way out of town, finally, I stopped in there and met the guy who owns the place and got all these other samples of fabric and stuff. So that was cool. That's going to make for some more interesting stuff in the future, just playing with some of these new fabrics. Um so I kept on moving from there, Asheville bound, hoping to kind of make it. Um, ended up getting a ride from a, a truck driver. He was going to Charlotte, so he took me part of the way. 
Next thing I know, I'm in a ride with another guy who gives me half a chicken in a bag. So I'm eating chicken out of a bag, <laughs> walking down the street. Super hobo, as I told you. <laughs> but it was good. It was good chicken. And I, I still have my uh, ghost pepper salt, so I was pouring that in the bag, too. Yeah, it was delicious. But uh, kind of getting dark on me, so I ended up uh, camping that night. But the next day, I hitched a couple rides and got directly to Sierra Nevada Brewery, which is where I really wanted to be in Asheville, just a little south of Asheville, Mills River, technically. And that place is amazing. Uh really really cool it is huge so the whole brewery is just it looks like a castle but i counted eight bars throughout the whole complex there's outdoor areas i stumbled upon a trail that walked down like a quarter mile to a whole nother area where there's another uh guy playing music another bar set up hammocks everywhere i think there's a thousand people there it was absolutely packed and just so many different places and things to check out so that was real cool uh and kind of running out of money but i was able to afford a couple beers i would have stayed for probably four or five if a financial situation was a little bit better but i got my couple beers walked around and uh hitching out of there i kind of lucked out these uh two guys Oh, before this, I should say, a few days earlier, I had uh, tried to, or a couple days earlier, I tried to contact a couch surfing host in Boone, North Carolina. I had sort of thought about maybe going to Boone instead of or on the way to Asheville. And this one girl got in touch with me and said she would have hosted me, but she she was going to be in Asheville. Um, and I was like, oh, I might be there too. And she's like, oh, well, hit me up if you do end up in Asheville, because um, maybe she could find me a place to stay. So, anyways, just before I say the next thing. So, anyways, these two guys picked me up, coming out of Sierra Nevada Brewery. And turns out they're, they're friends, and they haven't seen each other in years and years, and the one guy came to town. So, they're just brewery hopping. They're just going from one great Asheville brewery to the next, and they're like, we can give you a ride right to Asheville, but we're going to stop in this one brewery on the way. I think it was Blue Ghost. So... I ended up going to four or five breweries, all told, with these guys. Went there, went to Wedge, went to Burial, uh, went to Oscar Blues. Um, yeah, handful of handful of good breweries, and they were just uh, you know stoked in a good mood, and they were buying me beers too, and beers for stories, you know. Sometimes that's the trade. I take that trade all day. Um, having a having a good time and. I'm back and forth with that girl, and finally someone picked me up at one of the breweries, one of her friends, and drove me out into the country, and pretty pretty drunk at this point. Lots of beer, not a lot of food that particular day, but um, I met I met the girl, her friend, and some other people, and it's all a little bit hazy, pretty hazy. Don't remember exactly how the night ended, but I do remember waking up in a bunk bed the next morning. Not a hundred percent sure what my situation was, <laughs> but I was like, I know I'm supposed to be somewhere. So, anyways, I hear someone moving outside. So I wake up and I go out there, and there's this guy, and I, I recognize him from the night before. But I'm like, I didn't remember his name, but he was the guy who lived there. Ended up being really, really cool. Uh, he was a preacher. I guess preacher is the right word. I always mix up all those like people. 
talk in churches, priest, preacher, one of those kind of guys. Um, so must have been Sunday morning, I, I guess. So he was going to go uh, preaching, invited me to come, but I was like, ah, I'm good with coffee and hanging out. So he went and did his thing, and, and then he came back, and he was going to give me a ride back to Asheville. But said someone from the church invited him for like a little barbecue, asked if I wanted to join. So I'm like, yeah, I'll come check that out. So I went and uh, met this uh, older man and had some shish kebabs while he talked the preacher's ear off. Uh, I guess he was this guy who used to be in the church and something happened. And he didn't go to church for 20 years and now he was back. And yeah, new preacher, new, new vibes, I guess. So. And somewhere during all this, I decided not to go back into Asheville and just to keep moving. And yeah, sort of decided instead of going directly to Mississippi that I just had a couple friends in mind that I hadn't seen in a while in uh, Indianapolis and uh, another friend up in Michigan. So I'm like, yeah, I want to go see them instead. So that's what I did. So dude dropped me off at the highway to keep on going. And so instead of Asheville, I'm heading uh, west at this point. And I got uh, one little ride up the road a ways. Pretty good ride, actually. This guy living in his van. He dropped me off at a like a fast food joint. He dropped me off at a gas station. Walked over to a fast food joint just because it's pretty hot. So I just wanted to get like a drink and assess my situation. So I do that. And then I'm walking down the hill from this uh, yeah, fast food joint. And then I go to jump over this ditch. And there's just this deceptive mud pile, puddle on the other side of the ditch. Like like brownie batter. Like So my whole shoe, keen sandal, like literally like I jumped in and jumped out. And my shoe didn't come with me. So I had to reach in, pull that out. And it is just caked. Just caked in this brownie batter mud, like to the point where like I can't be, like I have to address this right now. You know, I have to go back and you know wash this off. Like it was just covered. There's no way I could uh, get in someone's car or even keep really walking with that. Like it was messed up, man. So as as I'm starting to walk back to the fast food place along the road this time, I notice this car. This one guy pushing it. So I run up, and they'd run out of gas, and the guy's uh, girlfriend or wife was pregnant in the front seat, so I got, like, one shoe on, and I'm helping him push, and uh, luckily another three three people come running out of, like, Waffle House and out of their cars, and we're pushing it uphill to this gas station, and uh, the guy, as we're pushing it, he's like, you need a ride somewhere? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we were right on the edge of Knoxville, so I was trying to get to the north of Knoxville to head north, so that ended up working out all around. Uh, obviously for them and for me, so they gave me a ride up there to the north of Knoxville, uh, ran in and washed my shoe off real quick in the gas station first, it was gnarly, but uh, got that cleaned up, and yeah, just started hitching a few more rides, trying to get up there towards Indianapolis, uh, I think the next ride I got was this guy all bent out of shape because hasn't had sex with his wife for like a year or two. He like caught her cheating on him. And then uh, it was a friend of his. So he took both of them to um, some hot springs area. 
just like they didn't know that he'd already caught him but in the hot springs he like confronted him and he's like i know what you guys have been doing and they started uh, denying it and he's like listen if you deny it one more time i'm gonna drown you in this hot tub right now i think he was serious so uh they admitted it and then he, his compromise was just like we're just gonna have like an ongoing threesome then like that's my best compromise and i guess they agreed to it and for a year that's just what they did is they just um yeah they just had a bunch of threesomes and uh but i guess something happened with the wife and the other guy and they stopped you know talking i, I forget what she did I think she might have told, I think he might have had a girlfriend or something, and she told him, her or something. Anyways, they stopped doing anything, and then she wouldn't have sex with him anymore, her husband, the guy giving me the ride, at all. And now they had a daughter, and I guess both of them hated him, and he was just miserable. So, he told me that whole story as so we're cruising along, and then drops me off uh, in this town we just get over the Kentucky border. He drops me off in a town, tells me it's like the first Kentucky fried chicken is in that town, but it was a couple miles away. I thought I'd been in the mood for this hot chicken, which I'll get to that part. I finally scratched that ish. Nash Nashville hot chicken. I've just been craving it for a while. And Kentucky fried chicken is not even close to that, but I was like, maybe it'll be something good in the interim. Um, but instead, I, I hitched another ride. Even though it was dark, I managed to hitch a ride in a pickup truck like 11 miles up. And where did they drop me off? In front of a Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> so it wasn't like the original one. But I'm like, all right, it's dark. I'm not getting any more rides. I got to go sit down somewhere and chill for a second anyway. So went in there, got some sad, sad chicken, and walked up the road, found a place to camp, and I kind of continued on the next day. Still craving that good, good chicken, but did not happen. So, I think the next day was uh, it was Labor Day weekend or whatever. Uh, so, I, I walked for three hours the next day, just on the highway, RVs, dune buggies, people towing boats, like all this vacation traffic, cars going relatively slow. And man, it took three hours until I finally got a ride. These two guys, they just come back from like a, a boating weekend um we get it as far as lexington kentucky going around the ring road when the car just dies um he calls triple a their buddies with the boat boats are right behind them they stop they try to jump his battery thought that was the issue jump the battery um it worked but only for a half mile and the car died again so i don't know what was wrong with it but he was going to call AAA, and they were going to be several hours, so his buddy went and hitched a ride with the other friends, and I just got to walking, but there, it was just heavy, like, standstill traffic, basically. Like, I'd alternate between going faster than the cars and, and slower than the cars. That's, it was standstill, so I made up a quick little sign and got a ride from this guy who uh, was pretty cool, ended up being a murderer, though, you know, yeah. <laughs> He'd uh, done 22 years in prison. Uh, yeah, 22 years in prison. Chaotic. And he'd just gotten out like uh, a few years ago. So he told me the whole story. And what happened to him, he'd done a ton of hitchhiking too. A lot of hitchhiking over the years. Uh, pre and post prison. But he was 
like robbing something. He didn't tell me what he was robbing. I, I didn't. I didn't ask. I could ask, but it was just the flow of the story. Um, didn't get to it. But whatever they robbed him and his buddy, I guess there's this eight thousand dollar discrepancy that is his buddy somehow got eight thousand more dollars and didn't tell him. Like didn't tell him that he found that extra eight thousand. So he found out. He went and confronted the dude and uh, came to shooting the dude in front of the guy's girlfriend. So. Killed him dead, over 8000 bucks. Uh, police caught him like three, four days later. Obviously, the girlfriend ratted him out and went to jail. He escaped from, I guess, county jail or the court jail, like like right away. So that added a, a year or two to his sentence. I think it added a couple years to his sentence. <laughs> And then, right when he got to real jail, he tried to escape, didn't get far. That added a year to his sentence, which I guess he didn't have to serve for whatever reason. Um, And within the first little bit of being in prison, he stabbed a couple guys over a poker game in the prison. So, (laughs) eight years in the hole for that one. And I guess I asked him, I'm like, didn't that add to your sentence? And apparently he said back then, like... Whatever you do in prison is just kind of stays in prison. It doesn't really get you any extra time. So, yeah, eight years in the hole and 22 years altogether. That dude was just sitting there. So, didn't have a license. We were just cruising, but yeah, went and stopped. Got us a snack along the way. <laughs> he was drinking the whole time. He's drinking like Mike's Hard Lemonade. Didn't seem too appropriate. I don't know. <laughs> Drink a good beer, man. Some people. Some people. That's what you got to worry about when you're hitchhiking. You might get picked up by someone that's drinking Mike's Hard Lemonade. Animals. Animals. But he got me to Cincinnati. And eventually, I got to Indianapolis. So, yeah, I got a ride from some super paranoid guy. He's, like, cutting down trees for a living. But uh, his family, like, stole all of his information. He's, like, opening up accounts and stuff. He doesn't know what to do about it. Another ride I got was um, just some couple who had driven all the way to Cincinnati to gamble just to learn that their friend had used all their free play. So they were uh, panhandling for gas at the gas station, which they were really good at. So we weren't at the gas station for long at all. At all. Um, We basically just pulled up the gas pump. I didn't know what they were doing at first, and... Cause we we're just sitting there. I'm like, isn't someone gonna get out and pump gas or whatever? And finally, they're like, that one. And then she jumps out and walks up to someone, tells her a little story, and boom, we got a tank of gas. So, yeah, they got me part of the way to uh, Indy. Oh, and then I'm walking on the highway, and this is probably like one of the weirder ones as far as how far it took a car to stop. They stopped like. 400 yards ahead of me I didn't even see them stop and then all of a sudden like I'm still hitchhiking and walking backwards looking back and then I see someone else in the highway I'm like and then I look further up and I see a car way up so I'm like oh man they just run up to this guy it's this guy from the Congo who lives in Grand Rapids now with his brother so I don't know why it took him so long to stop and why he ran back for me but in the end real nice because a lot of people would have been like you know, they would have seen me, gone wishy-washy, should I pick him up, and then been like, oh, I'm too far. But, or, you know, turn back, people do that too. But, no, this guy, like, 
went way far and then ran back for me. So we ran up to the car and uh, dropped me off in Indianapolis. And that was fun. I've got a friend there I haven't seen in a while, so caught up with him. He had another couple visitors. He hosts a lot of couch surfers. So there's a couple there that I met and hung out there for a couple days, catching up with them. Uh, brewed what's going to be an awesome stout. It's going to be hefty. It's an imperial stout we brewed. Uh, don't know how it's going to turn out. I, I know it's going to be good. It's going to be thick for sure. It's going to be 11, 12, 13%. It kind of has the potential to be 13%, but I don't know if the yeast can, can muscle its way all the way to 13%. It'd be kind of amazing if it will, but it's going to be, you know, double digits for sure. Thick, roasty, deliciousness. So that's still in his closet right now, fermenting happily. It even like blew the top off in the first few days. That sucker's going to be a beast. Oh, it's going to be good. So that was definitely a good, good stop. Um, from there, I was going to go see a friend in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, who also I haven't seen in a long time. So I uh, started hitching up there. Got a couple short rides from some pretty cool people. Two people in a row wanted to get me a quick little snack at a fast food joints and chat for a while. One guy was talking about like paragliding and stuff with motors. He wants to like travel across the country just like flying basically, but with this like motorized paraglider. Uh, that was cool. Then I'm walking on the highway, and I ended up getting the longest ride from a cop I've ever gotten. Uh, 72 miles, I think it was. This cop stopped, and he's like, uh, you know, you can't walk on the highway. It's illegal to walk on the highway, blah, blah, blah. Let me see your ID. Give me my passport. There's another cop right behind him that stopped. They're talking for a bit, and then he comes up, and he's like, all right, well, uh, hop in the front seat. I'm heading up to Fort Wayne, and I can get you that far. I'm like, ah, oh, sweet. So I was riding with him for like an hour. Uh, just talking travel, uh, talking about the places he's been, I've been. It was a good ride. <laughs> uh, before that, the longest ride I've gotten from a cop was 40-something miles coming down from the Grand Canyon to Flagstaff. Uh, it was a good one, too. But, yeah, so he drops me off in Fort Wayne. I get picked up by some highway helper kind of guy there. He's like, how can I assist you? <laughs> I'll give you a ride to the border. So he gave me a ride to the Michigan border. Uh that was cool. And yeah, another ride or two, and I got up to uh, Lansing. I had a friend there, so I hung out with him for a couple days, and it was looking like I was going to house sit for him. So that's what I was kind of counting on. I was like, all right, he needed to go to New York, I think, so I was going to house sit for him, watch his dogs, but it wasn't going to be for another few days or a week until I needed to do that, so I was like, all right, well, in the meantime, I'm going to pop up, maybe go to the Upper Peninsula, Northern Michigan, maybe even do a full loop. Um, but as I was getting up there, I spent a couple days just in Mount Pleasant. I was just stealth camping a couple nights in a row. You know, I spent a day just watching football, uh, another day just recovering from lots of drinks because I wound up at this one dive bar just to uh, you know, drink cheap beer and decide where I was going to maybe sleep that night and just ended up being, it was a weird night actually, because, uh, flirting with the bartender and it looked like I might be able to make something happen there. And then, uh, 
just this really strange dude who smelled like like old old pee was next to me for a while and like when he would go to the bathroom she's like what was that guy saying about me like everyone hates him that's why this whole side of the bar is empty now and i'm like oh shit i'm like i don't think he said anything about you and then uh he kept coming back and he's like i think that girl likes you so again like here we are from the end of the bar like looking at her and talking about her base so from her angle it's like we're both i don't know he just made it like really awkward so when he finally did leave like his stank was on me so to speak so yeah just uh kept drinking eventually left woke up in the woods <laughs> in the morning i had yeah had a hungover day there mount pleasant got a little bit done at the coffee shop writing wise and kept moving north the next day i only got as far as a uh, grayling michigan where i wound up um yeah just checking out a little brewery going to sleep bartender warned me about this family of bears out there so that was nice of her to uh, freak me out a little bit but i did not get eaten so it was okay um but the next day i managed to hitchhike into traverse city and it was just a rainy rainy day unfortunate timing to be there but popped into a brewery and then uh uh while i was there i got a message from my buddy in lansing saying that he wouldn't need me to house it after all whatever his work was fell through so i was already planning on coming back down that way so i found a couch surfer in grand rapids and got down that way couch surfers were uh pretty cool down there um the one guy was really into beer so that was great we just nerded out on beer and went to a couple breweries we went to a comedy show walked around for a good part of the day by myself just checking out grand rapids we went to founders had some incredible stouts or i did anyway um really delicious stuff so yeah and then i was like all right well let's get on down to mississippi so that was my intention when i left grand rapids just to get on back down there, and I got a ride from, uh, oh, the first ride I got was just this guy, and he just seemed kind of like, I don't know, happy and goofy, and I found out why later, like, it was like a 20-30 minute ride, but, uh, when I hopped out of the car, he's like, let me get you high, man, <laughs> and he, uh, what did he do, he gave me like 15 bucks first, but then he, like, handed me just, like, a literal handful of molly, like ecstasy you know and um uh, at first he was he like was gonna like put it in my mouth for me and i'm like oh fuck i'm not <laughs> i got no problems with molly like that's a cool thing that's a good thing but um i don't want to be that goofy guy hitchhiking so i just put it in my hand and i was like save it. i'll save this for later you know but uh so then i'm walking down the street with just a handful of molly so <laughs> finally i stopped and you know got something out of my backpack i could put it in it's like ah, what a nice dude <laughs> uh yeah so i got that for a rainy day um then the next ride was this guy going to a gay nudist potluck somewhere out in the country he's like yeah 50 people show up and he's like i'm not gay but i'm bi you know and been doing this for a couple years I'm like all right some monthly potluck out there he was going to so that left me at like a random exit um on the highway so obviously i walked back on the highway i definitely prefer to walk on the highway than stand on on ramps 
because even when the cops do stop you, maybe they give you a long-ass ride. <laughs> like the guy to Fort Wayne. So, did that again. And got a ride from a guy going to Cincinnati. And Cincinnati would have been out of the way, but he was going through Indianapolis. And it was getting a little bit on the later-ish side. So, I messaged my buddy, who I just stayed with in Indianapolis. And... He invited me to come stay again, so I ended up spending another couple days there, actually. Spent the night, uh, another day watching football and stuff, hanging out. He had a guy from London over there, another couch surfer, and he was tripping around the country, so three of us kind of hung out a bit, and then, uh, yeah, I got a ride to the south of Indianapolis the next day to uh, keep on going, and... Started moving from there, it was kind of slow at first, but at least I was going. Um, and Nashville was sort of on my mind more than anything. I really wanted to get that hot chicken, finally. So, I was cruising along, and I thought I'd get to Nashville that day for sure. Even uh, some woman, like, had all these dialysis problems and whatnot. She gave me a ride. And she was really, really friendly. And she stopped to get us food. And I got, like, the the smallest amount of food I could possibly get. Like, just, like, one little Arby slider thing. Because I was still... I was really hungry. But I was... And she would have... And she even commented, like, why don't you get more? <laughs> but I was like, oh, I want that. I want to be so hungry. And I want to get to this Hattie B's hot chicken place in Nashville and just crush... Um, so, ate, talk, 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 a whole lot, but I, I finally got moving again, and got another couple little rides, and then it got dark, and I'm like, man, I'm so close, so close, and finally it was like, unless I get a ride right now, there's no way I'm gonna make it, and it was dark, so I'm like, I should probably camp, but I'm still walking, and then this guy picks me up right then at that moment. Um, but I still didn't make it to Hattie B's, <laughs> unfortunately, because he was going, like, real close to downtown. And had he driven me directly there, I would have gotten there ten minutes before they closed. Who knows if they would have even served me. But from where it stood, he dropped me off, like, just on the outskirts of downtown. So it would have taken me, like, an hour or so to walk there, and they would have been well closed. Um... Unfortunately, that now put me in basically downtown Nashville at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, nowhere to stay. Stealth camping is a little bit difficult. Nashville is really built up. The downtown's really built up. There are a lot of uh, panhandlers, uh, generally homeless people down there. So even if I were to find some kind of little nook, uh, I'd probably be occupied or something. Like. <laughs> And they're really just, I don't know, take a look at a satellite view of downtown Nashville. There's not a ton of options, so. My goal at that point was just like, all right, let me find a, a bar or diner, a 24-hour diner, somewhere I could sit down and really just, like, take a look at this situation. Because I'm like, I need to get that hot chicken, so I'll have to get that in the morning, so I don't want to stray too far. Because normally I would just walk along the highway, just going south-south uh, until I could find a place, so. Went into a bar that was already kind of closing, and I was like, damn, I'm really out of luck. Like, I saw one kind of forested spot about an hour or so walking, 
but it, I couldn't tell if it was any good for sure. And it would have really sucked to walk like an hour and 20 minutes to find out that that place was no good. And that would still be that far away in the morning. So, um, I took advantage of the fact that um, that guy had... Yeah, the Molly guy had given me 15 bucks, and someone else during the day had given me 20 bucks. Just, people do that when I'm hitching all the time. It's like, as I'm getting out of the car, they toss me a little cash, and you just can't, yeah, you can't say no. It's kind of rude. <laughs> so, I'm like, I have 35 bucks, and lo and behold, three or four blocks away from me is the Nashville Downtown Hostel, and it costs 35 bucks a night for a bed. Yeah, that's a little bit of hitchhiking magic. So I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna do it. I hate, I hate staying in hostels and whatnot. I hate spending money on something like this, but this money fell out of the sky, and so did this. So walk over to the hostel, checked in, which was also almost didn't work because yeah, they wanted to, needed a credit card or a debit card that had 200 bucks on it for whatever, and I'm like, but I worked my way around it. Um, so yeah, was able to get a bed for the night, met this dude from, uh, Donegal from Ireland, sleeping below me, uh, talked to him some more in the morning, uh, might catch up with him in the future, if I'm in Ireland, he's a musician, so that was kind of cool, and then, yeah, marched on over to Hattie B's and celebrated with basically the last of my money, uh, to get this hot chicken, man, was it worth it, this, yeah, so good. I put a picture of it on the Instagram at, at Hobo Lifestyle, but Hattie B's. If, Prince's is also very, very good. Just as good. Some would argue better. Um, just depends. But those are the two quintessential hot chicken places in Nashville that I am aware of, and it is so good. I just feasted. I was there for like over an hour just savoring it, chowing down, a little mac and cheese on the side, some greens. Super spicy but still incredibly flavorful. Oh, I'm getting hungry now. This is not a good situation. <laughs> uh, really good. So, with that full belly full of that, I uh, hit the road, walked on an hour or so to get back to the highway, fully Mississippi bound at this point, get to the highway, uh, start getting rides, cruising along, Bit by bit, I think I got seven rides that day. I ended up getting somewhere between Birmingham and Montgomery by nighttime. And yeah, got dark on me. Had to camp. Kind of got freaked out camping for the first time in a long time. There's some kind of creature just like circling my campsite. And it sounded like a deer. I even saw a big shadow. I'm like, it must be a deer. And something hissed at me. I growled at it. Um... And it just wasn't going away. So I packed up and I, I left. I let him keep the ground. I was like, what is that thing? Because, I don't know. It seemed like it was a deer. But deers get spooked and run away. And whatever this was was not leaving me. So I walked another. This is like 2 in the morning when this happened. 1 in the morning, whatever. I had to walk a couple miles down the highway. Find another patch of trees and got in there. Camped for the night. And, uh, yeah, super hot the next day walking but uh got a ride through montgomery did a lot more walking pickup truck ride and some dude got me a sandwich at subway and did a lot more walking and then 
hit up my friend here in Biloxi, and I'm like, hey, I'm, looks like I might actually make it today, if not tomorrow for sure. And then he's like, oh, I'm in New Orleans, so aim for New Orleans. So I'm like, ah, all right. But uh, an hour or so later, I got a ride from a guy going right to Biloxi. And I arrived at sunset, so I just crashed here at my buddy's place anyway. And I think he said he's got me a ride to... Just checking my phone right now, actually. No, no message. Uh, I think he's got me a ride to New Orleans. He's going to be there for a few days, so no idea what he's doing there. Don't know what's going on, but uh, sounds like that's where I might end up tonight. Just waiting to hear. And yeah, that's the whole hobo story <laughs> up until now. All right, so that's... That's what's going on. I'm playing here in the south. It is unknown. I don't know. I'm, think, I'm thinking I'm going to make some more backpacks while I'm here. Might as well. I'd like to make some more prototypes for some new design stuff, but I say I'm just broke. Just uh, I'm literally down to like, I don't know, 10 bucks, 11 bucks. I don't know. I'm afraid to count it. So I'm not counting it. Um, but maybe if I sell another couple backpacks, then I'll have a little bit of cushion. Can afford some extra fabric and stuff, do some things. So, yeah, that's kind of the idea. Then I'll go from there, see what happens next. Kind of keeping it open. Got a few ideas, but nothing definitive. You know how I like to keep it. So, yeah, that's that. Uh, as always, HoboLifestyle.com, HoboLifestyle on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. All that good stuff. It's the freestyle travel show, man. Good times all around. Uh, next episode will be whenever it gets here. But until then, I will see you down the road. With all my shit straight, I'll get my big break.